it's time for some podcast reviews. Kalyle91. Seriously, there are so many helpful topics covered. My go-to podcast on all things self-help. Hells yeah, girl. Hey Siri, should I have kids? I'm not your conscience or your uterus. Maybe you should decide. This bitch. up Greek Orthodox, it was just assumed that being a woman meant that I was going to be a stay-at-home wife and have like four children. It didn't occur to me that not having kids was an option. It was just assumed that I was going to be a stay-at-home mother. Until as I got old and I started to question, do I actually want kids? And so Googling it and YouTubing it, like there's nothing out there that tries to help people who are not sure decide whether they should have kids or not. So I decided to make a video. Right, works. She agrees. So tip number one is be okay with asking the question, is it okay if I'm only a mother to my fur baby? Give yourself permission. All right guys, tip number two, which I found freaking impactful. Ask yourself this, what does an average Wednesday look like? Because what it actually does is it takes away the emotion of what you're feeling about having kids, whether it's gray or you're scared, it takes that away and it actually just looks at the realities of having kids. So take a Wednesday, look at the morning, what do you do? What do you do when you wake up? Do you wanna do that? For me, I freaking love my job. I love it. So when I look at an average Wednesday, I think to myself, oh, okay, I'd have to take the kids to school. Or what if they're too young? Do I get a nanny? Do I work part-time? What I love about this is that it allows me to not be surprised of what it's actually going to take if I decide to have children. Asking that question freaking made all the difference. Try it. All right, guys, tip number three. Now that you've looked at the really, really small details of what an average Wednesday looks like, now go back and go wider and look at what the next five, 10, 20 years look like for you. For me, it brought up the fact that I was actually worried and scared about what if I regret it? What if in five, 10, 20 years, I regret my decision to not have children? And that was very real. And I had to ask myself and I had to process it. It meant I had to be uber freaking honest with all the things that I'm worried and scared about. What's your purpose? What is your legacy going to be if you don't have kids? Are you less of a woman without children? You're running out of time. Who on earth are you going to leave your money to? Your dogs? You're going to die alone. Don't you want a little Tom running around? Be legendary. Your biological clock is ticking. And the ones that really hit me, guys, was the dying alone. I had to ask myself, what if my husband dies? The chances of me having children are very, very slim. And now my husband is gone and I'm alone. My husband, if I died, he can still have kids in 10, in 20 years. So the decision for me is way more um, time sensitive, if you will, than it is for him. And my plan B was what if I froze my eggs? That way, in five and 10 years, if I regret it, I have my eggs handy. I asked myself, okay, Lisa, are you willing to put yourself in a situation that actually right now isn't good for your body? 
for a future regret I might have. I had to assess whether the sacrifice now is worth it for the future on something that could potentially and possibly happen. And I came to the conclusion that no, for me, it wasn't. My health is more important and I didn't want to put that under strain and stress for a possibility of regret. But I had to ask the question. Tip number four is discuss it with your partner. Now, if you don't have a partner, you can actually skip this tip and go to the next one. But if you do, this one is for you and freaking important. When I got married, I actually told my husband I wanted four children. And so as I started to question myself and question if that was actually something I wanted anymore, I felt it was extremely important to bring him into the discussion. Because while it is my body, when I got married, I vowed it was a partnership. So as this actually has impact on him and becomes part of this partnership, it is important that you pull your partner in and you sit with them and you talk to them. Now it's one thing to say, speak to your partner. It's a whole other thing to actually do it. So there are a couple of things that are really important when you approach your partner that you must remember to set this conversation up for success. So the first thing is, no matter what you do, do it when you're emotionally sober. by emotionally sober guys is do it at a moment that both of you are completely even kill do not do it on a day that you're tired or a day they've come home from work and they're pissed like no matter what don't do it when you guys are bickering about something it has to be at a time where you both of you are in good moods that way you're not letting your emotions take over if the discussion starts to get a little heated oh man i can't freaking believe that that happened so the second part to this is make sure that you give your partner space to be extremely and 100 percent honest with you because they may say things that you don't like they may say things that you don't agree with but the point of this is to actually have a very open communication between the two of you so you can be so honest about how you're feeling. So just make sure you're not coming into it defensive. Literally open up your arms. Because once you're able to do that, and once you're able to have the discussion where you're both looking at it with the same lens of hearing each other out and asking, is this right for both of us? And lastly, guys, for me, partnerships really are a two-way street and Tom and I had agreed on that the moment we got married so with something like this I really do go into it seeing like it's like a tennis match but we're not on opposing sides it's doubles he's standing next to me and our goal is to win the match together so remember that when you go into this discussion that you're both on the same side looking to win together All right, guys, here's the thing that people don't often talk about is the shame I personally felt when I asked myself if I wanted kids or not. And not just that, here's the real no BS. It took me over a year, over a year to actually say it out loud, to actually tell people I was even thinking or contemplating not having kids because I felt such freaking shame if just asking the question. And so my advice and my tip right now is freaking say it out loud. Don't worry about the shame. Don't lean into the fear. Just embrace that it's something that you're processing and there is no freaking shame about it. Number one, 
you're starting to think about it. Number two, write it down. Get those words out. Number three, whisper it. Do you want children? Number four, put it on a picket sign, put it on a board, start marching, raise that voice and start shouting. And own that this is you. Tip number six. Now this one guys for me was extremely difficult but extremely important and that was to have the hard discussions with the people in your life that you love and respect who may not agree with the fact that you're challenging whether you should have kids or not. But guys the key is to go in with utter confidence in your decision but to also show that person utter respect. If you go into the conversation with your defenses up, if you go in there with um, you know, a stake in the ground, I'm not gonna listen to them, I don't care what they say, you're gonna start to have backlash. But if you can walk into that conversation and show utter respect to that person, no matter what they say, it's not gonna change your mind, but it allows them to have space to give their opinion. And that, my friends, is what a conversation is all about. Here's one communication tip, guys. Do not, I repeat, do not go into that conversation trying to persuade them. The decision is yours. So in having this conversation, it's not to go in and trying to persuade them to agree with whatever decision you've come to. That's not the purpose. As an example, my own father, love this man to bits. But his belief system, he was brought up Greek Orthodox, and he believed every single woman should have children. So even once I told him, Dad, I've decided to no longer have children, five years later, Quest is at the height of his success. And he calls me and he says, Lisa, when are you going to have kids? Literally, I told him five years before that. So I didn't take offense to it. I know that that's just him. I wasn't trying to persuade him because if I was trying to persuade him right this second, I wouldn't be making this video. I'd be banging my head against the freaking brick wall because I still haven't managed to persuade him. So I just accepted. Don't persuade, tell. Second communication tip, guys, which I did not see coming. I really didn't. But my mother, God bless her heart, since I can remember, all she wanted was to be a grandmother. Now, my mum has given up her life for me, her children. Like, literally, she gave up her career for us. And the one thing in her entire life that she wants is to be a grandmother. So now you can imagine telling this woman, Mum, I'm not going to have kids. I knew it was going to break her heart. So my instinct was to go in and try to persuade her not to feel the way she felt. I know you're upset, but it doesn't matter, Mum. I've decided and I'm happy. To try and shut it down. But that doesn't work. All you're doing is actually negating their feelings. So while even though it's your decision, if the person in your life is important to you, it is also important to allow them to have the space to feel what they're gonna feel. And with my mother, I realized she needed space to grieve. Her whole life, she thought she was gonna be a grandmother. And here I am saying, I am no longer going to facilitate this dream of yours. And in that moment, I knew I had to let her grieve. So give them space. Don't try and persuade other people to feel a certain way. Acknowledge their feelings, guys, just like you want your own feelings acknowledged.
But again, it's not a debate. I am Congress. I'm Parliament. I'm whatever governmental thing you have in your country. <laughs> it is your decision. No one gets to tell you. So this isn't a debate. Alright guys, even though you may have made your decision whether you want kids or you don't want kids, you're gonna find people who are gonna throw judgment at you. And if you're not ready, trust me, it's gonna freaking sting. So, here are things that I've happened to encounter on my journey, and I'm gonna show you exactly what to do. So glove up, let's go. Alright guys, as you can see, I can definitely have some fun with this. But the truth is, the reason why I have fun is I could get really, really freaking upset over someone telling me that I'm selfish for deciding to not have children. I could get really, really emotional and hurt and stung by someone telling me that I'm less of a woman for deciding to not have children. All things that are true and I've been told, by the way. In order to make sure that these things don't derail you, that these things don't upset you, that these things don't get in your freaking way of you making a decision that's right for you, start to have fun with it because that's a choice. And I choose right now to have fun with it with you guys. So here are some comebacks. kids don't have kids either way the freaking decision is yours do not let me repeat do not let anyone else dictate whether you should have children or not it is your decision don't let society or the outside world have a way in it wear the mum hat don't wear the mum hat at the end of the day the decision is yours <laughs> I didn't say peace out. Like. Live on. You're not in fucking space. I got it. It's going to be great. Number three. I'm out.